Welcome back to The Gavin and the Gavel. It's me, Harry, and I'm joined by Simon. But more importantly, it's the episode that everybody's been waiting for. It's the hotly, hotly anticipated episode, which has got the social media channels buzzing. All eight people. Welcome to our wives. Hello, Susie. How are you? Hello, Harry. I'm very well. How are you? It's lovely to speak to you. Is it? Very nervous, if I'm honest, about this whole idea of mine, and I'm now beginning to regret it, if truth be told. <laughs> Is this what we're calling the divorce episode? Oh, well, that went dark very quickly. Yeah, sure, if you want to call it the divorce episode. Nice. Excellent. Great. Um, over to you, Simon. Best of luck with this. Uh, uh, hi there, Harry. Um, currently, don't know whether to introduce Emma or just clear out my drawers, pack up, uh, pick up my P45 and leave. But anyway, let's crack on. Thanks for that, Susie. I would like to introduce the beautiful, the talented, the brains, the genius behind Windsor Auctions that is Emma. Hi, Ems. Hi, Simon. How are you? I just thought I'd give you a gentle intro. It was a the... good intro. I Did liked like the intro. It was Did very you... good. Excellent. I put that on my CV. I thought you, were, oh, you can have it as your ringtone. <laughs> you can put that as your ring. Hang on, another one leaving the business. This yeah. is a disaster. This so is, how, how are you, Em? How many minutes are we in? Have we actually <laughs> destroyed both companies in one minute, 32 seconds? That's it's amazing. Got a record. How are you today, Em? We're glad you're on the podcast, both you and Susie. Oh, thank you. Really good, thank you. Yeah, it's going well. Uh, we're on view today. So if you hear um, people in the background... And that's because people are coming in to ask Emma uh, questions about uh, this weekend's auction. So that should be quite fun. And we're not on view today, are we, Susie? But we still have people in the auction house viewing. We are not on view, but we have customers in the office. Nice. <laughs> but I'm, I'm sure they're going to be enjoying this. <laughs> they can join the podcast at any time. Right, Harry, how do you want to start the end of a career and the end of two rather great, you know, marriages? So let's crack on. Um, it got dark quite quickly there. So we've got job hunting already and a divorce. So that's nice. Or possibly two divorces. Who knows? But um, we had a number of questions from uh, various uh, listeners. So we're going to start with a couple of those. I was going to ease my way in, but we went so bleak so quickly. But um, obviously the top question was, Susie, Emma, what is your favourite coloured jelly baby? Oh. Do you want me to go first? Oh, yes. Over to you, Ems. I don't like them. <gasps> I know, sorry. Oh no. Oh that's well that's <laughs> well that's the sponsorship over with. <laughs> I know. What? I know. I didn't know I this, know. Emma. I didn't know this about you. This is news to me. You don't <laughs> like all them. these years. After no. after fifteen, sixteen years of working together, you've only just this is a this is a shocker. Hence why I have the packet, you know, take the packet on the Russian. Just no. You don't, don't like do any of me. them. No. This is Emma, like this is like a sh jelly sugary. Well, no. Fifteen years we've been trying to get the worst sponsorship deal in the world, and you've now blown it. I know. Sorry. I I'm all up for Cadbury's. <laughs> <laughs> Can we not go with Range Rover or something? <laughs> yeah, that would be quite good. <laughs> do not say I don't like Range Rovers. That would be bad. <laughs> you know, yeah. Susie, come on then. Get us out of this hole. Uh, to be honest, I'm surprised you get a look in with the Jelly Babies, Ems. They'd never let me touch them. If I had to pick one, it would be green, but I don't get a look in. So there's no point in having a favourite. No. They're gone. Hang on. Hold up. No, no. 
went now to oh uh, dear listener who knew Question that more. jelly babies was going to be the contentious issue um <laughs> susie is it because you sit too far away from me on the rostrum because we've got simon between us and i defend the jelly babies is that what you're saying or are you saying that simon doesn't share with you which are we both at fault or is it just me hogging the jelly baby limelight Actually, thinking about it, no, you're quite good at sharing, Harry. I think it's possibly Simon that's less sherry on the Jelly Baby front. But I feel like it's your domain, like I can't really get involved with the Jelly Babies. Do you feel the same, Ems? It's very exactly. much there. It's yeah. their thing. It's their thing. I forgot, Susie. Poor you. You're on the rostrum, aren't you now? Poor Gosh. me. Yes, Poor I am. You. <laughs> That's a question that they didn't expect to come. Let's just unpack that one since uh, I'm calling my lawyer on speed dial as we speak. Um, so, yes, Susie, you are now on the rostrum with Harry and I um, doing the Easy Live platform. And um, my understanding is that you find that an absolute joy, something you look forward to every single month with great relish. And it's probably the highlight of your career so far. Or have I misunderstood that somewhere along the line? That might be a bit extreme. And I have to admit, I have thoroughly enjoyed being on the rostrum. Oh, um, that's lovely. It, no, I have. I have. It's, it's really good fun. But it can be a little challenging at times. But yes, I do. I love it. It's it's brilliant. Yeah, you see, you're better than me because um, I, I think I did it once and I said, that's it, we need to find somebody because I'm never doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, a question to both of you. You very gently sort of said, uh, Susie said it can be challenging. Emma went further and said, never going to do it again. <laughs> I'm assuming that's because of the technology or that it was drafty up there, not because it was with Harry and I. Me or Susie? Either. 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 <laughs> it's purely down to the cold. It's a bit drafty up there. That's all I will say. <laughs> Emma? Uh, technology, I think. And Susie, you must be more patient than me. Because I was I think I both was of them are like... lying. I mm. think both of them are lying. I, I, I was in Lime Bay in October, and when we were just about to, literally just about to leave the office to go on the rostrum, Susie turned to me and said she'd rather be anywhere else than going on 100%. the rostrum with me. And that's how I bounced I, I, onto the I bounced onto the rostrum to give, you know, here we are, we're back, and let's make some money. And Susie just looked me in the eye and went, I'd rather be anywhere else than we're on the rostrum. <laughs> I think you said to me, uh, you haven't offered that or you haven't pressed that. And I was like... I've done that already. <laughs> Why don't you concentrate on what you're doing? And at that point, I thought, this is not going well. See, now we've got to bring back the old acronym, haven't we? R-O-R, row on rostrum. <laughs> yeah. It's not necessarily the best way to encourage uh, a marriage to put the, uh, the married couple on the rostrum together to work the technology, the room and an auction. But well, you're both very, very good at it. I would Thank agree you. with that. Thank you. <laughs> Didn't somebody ask, what's it like working together? Do you think that answers um, that? Well, yeah. Yeah, that has come up. Uh, well, that is the main question, he says, looking at the list of questions. The main question is, what's it like working with your uh, husband? We've got 35 minutes of recording time. So, should Simon and I leave and come back, or do you just want to crack on and uh, have a vent? <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. So the question is, what's it like working with your husband? Yes. Okay, back to it. Well, what is it like? Um, 
on the whole, I would say we do pretty well. Would you agree, Simon? Well, I was hoping for slightly better than that. But yeah, go on, you crack on. <laughs> I mean, we've been doing it for like 10 years now, working together. Yeah. And we live and breathe the auction house. So, of course, we take it home with us as well. Um, but it's an exciting, brilliant place to work. We both love our jobs. We both love our roles. So, actually, to be husband and wife and to live it and breathe it as part of a family is a wonderful thing. So, yes, we have our little niggles. Yes, we irritate each other at times. But on the whole, it's lovely to be able to share a job that we both love and a business that we love. And it's a family business. And that makes it that much more meaningful, I suppose. So we love it when we're not arguing, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Would you agree, Ems? I would agree. I I, I think, yeah, 100%, yeah. Um, I think it's nice building something for the family together. Um, I think it makes the highs high and the lows low, though. So, you know, but on the whole, I think it's, you know, it's, it's lovely seeing it all come together and both coming at it going, I know exactly what you mean, because you've had the day together. Obviously, the downside is that, you know, you spend an awful lot of time together and that can be tricky. Um, but you kind of work around that, I think. We've learnt, uh, we come in separate cars, don't we? And lots of people always say to me, oh, where's Harry? And I have to say, I have no idea. Because if I <laughs> tracked your diary all the time, I think it would be... You know, it just gets too much, doesn't it? Don't you think, Harry? No, I agree. I mean, we're slightly different. We've worked together in one form or another for nearly 22 years. And um, the going to work and coming back from work in separate cars was instigated very early on by yourself because that's the decompressing time. So a home is, uh, a home, is home and work is work. And if you go in separate cars, and I think that is the best thing we can tell anybody who works with their spouse have that time, that little break between the two things. But I agree, building something together, um, and what we're lucky with is it's two families all working as one big thing, um, building businesses is great fun. And also it does mean that you've got Susie to have a chat to or whatever, and Simon and I can have a chinwag um, just to, you know, it just takes the pressure off, I think. But yeah, no, it is good fun. People were hoping for worse, Susie. Uh, <laughs> But you're, you, you had a very, I think you're, you, I think you encapsulated what it's like without glossing over the fact that the rows are probably magnified because you've spent far too much time together with one another and the highs are magnified because. And I think we, we learned, especially in the auction house, and I don't feel this, we learned really fast, I suppose, is to have two different areas and, and you do, you, you're very sales driven, Harry, and you do the sales and I'm more customer relations I suppose and so that works better and I think when when your husband and wife working together having separate roles to different separate roles is is easier than both trying to do the same thing because I think that would just lead to more arguments you're absolutely right I'd be gutted because you do it better than me so I'd be really upset (laughs) (laughs) I think I think that point you make Emma about the highs are higher and the lows are lower. I hadn't thought about that. And that is a really good point because you're absolutely right. When we're celebrating because we've had a great auction, 
you take that celebration home together and you pat each other on the back and you pour a glass of wine and you celebrate and we celebrate with the kids and you celebrate mm. with your kids, you know. And when there are lows, you know, you're it's there low. to pick each other up as well. You're there to go, come on, we've been here before, you know, the, you know, we can, so you support each other so that, yeah, rather than, you know, one spouse going out and coming home going, I had a great day. Yeah, well, I had a rubbish day. You're, you're on it together on that roller coaster. It's a really good point, actually. And when you do have a cracking auction, um, it, it's great to be able to share it and say, we did that together with the team, obviously, but we did that together so we can, you know, we can both celebrate, as I know you do up in Windsor as well, and we do down here in uh, Lion Bay. So being able to share those highs and lows, I think it's great. That's great because what I actually meant was that when the highs are really high and the lows are really low, the low was actually quite low and I wanted to divorce him. But let's go with you, what you said. But at least he can help you with the divorce because <laughs> the reason, you know, for the divorce. Yeah, but that is a really good point. That is a really good point. And it's, it's good. And actually having two families as well, having, you know, I, I can ring Emma, Susie can ring Harry. You know, we, we look after each other in that respect, don't we? I think so, yeah. Okay, question, another question. Um, how many episodes, Susie, start with yourself, how many episodes, Susie, of the podcast, The Gavel and the Gabble, have you listened to? Well, uh, I started off well. Um, I would say, I would say about 70%. Oh, okay, Susie. Do you think? How many, how many episodes have there been, Susie? I'm not sure, but I think <laughs> I've listened to about 70% of them. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, nice answer. Really? Yeah. And I've thoroughly enjoyed them. Really? Mm. <laughs> Are you going shopping soon that I don't know about? <laughs> M? Uh-oh. I think there's 74 episodes. I looked last night, Susie. That's really impressive, Em. You've done your Thanks. homework, haven't I you? I did. I no, no. Scrolled How many it. have you listened to, Emma? And what was your defence the other day when we were discussing it? My defence is? Okay. <laughs> I haven't listened to too many. I haven't listened to too many, but I listen to you all day. And in my downtime, I'm like, I don't want to listen to you again. So to to put it, you know, I'm just like, oh, yeah, I should listen to that. But oh, I'm, I'm in the car and I've got my music on and it's, you know, and I'm walking the dog and, you know. I love Simon, you, maybe, but, you know. Oh, that's sweet. Simon, maybe you can prize <laughs> out, uh, out of Emma how many of the 74 she has actually listened to. Didn't I answer? No. Come on, MC. <laughs> how many full episodes have you listened to? I mean, okay, let me help you out here. Are we counting on one hand? <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. Two, one. Possibly. Less Possibly. than... Well, tell me when to stop. <laughs> I think I've probably done about four. Emma. Which, Emma. Which is slightly, Sorry. Susie, which is Sorry. slightly, Susie, going to muck up the next question from one of our listeners, is which is your favourite episode? <laughs> Easier for Emma than yourself, because she's only got four to pick from. <laughs> which was your favourite one, Emma? All the other ones I didn't listen to. I love, no, I tell you what I did love, and I wrote a review, so do I get Brian points for that, because I thought it was really good, um, <laughs> I loved the historics one, because I just found listening to somebody talk about another auction house and how they do it, I thought they, it was really good, and Torboy Antiques was good. So basically anything with us not in it. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything else not in it? So which one of the uh, supposed 70% of the oh. episodes that you've listened to was your favourite? Well, where do I start? There are so many to choose from. Um, I particularly, no, I particularly liked an early one that you did um, with Sharon from Vintique Upholstery. And she was one of the earliest interviews you did, actually. And she was absolutely inspiring. I loved it. I thought it was a fantastic podcast, just learning about her route into the industry, leaving the corporate world and her... Um, her kind of passion for breathing new life into furniture, which is obviously something that's shared with all of us. Um, so uh, she was brilliant. I loved her. But also in the spirit of championing women within the industry, um, the most recent ones you did with Arita Marriott, with her setting up uh, the new auction house that she has now, she was very inspiring as well. So they would be my two of my favourites amongst the many that I've listened to. Very good. Unbelievable. You know, um, Simon, was Susie off off work yesterday, do you know? Was she away yesterday? Did she have some sort of PR media training booked or something? I I don't know, but I don't know what's going on here. I really am completely all at sea. I'm I'm feeling very discombobulated, if I'm honest. (laughs) Um, Right, other questions that came in. This was asked on Instagram. What... (laughs) This this is slightly out of context because the question just says, "What's the oddest thing you've seen?" I'm guessing within your career within the auction house. I think we should keep it to that because not the oddest thing you've seen in your life, which obviously is slightly more. I will leave that to you and Simon. I went on um, went on a clearance with the boys, and when we got to the clearance, there was uh, they sort of showed. I think estate agents somebody showed us round and said oh there's a few things on the table that the family would like so can you just leave leave them and I was like yeah no problem at all we'll get on we'll clear the house and when I went there it was the lady who owned the house the deceased lady's ashes were on the table and and I was like oh okay and so I sort of said to the lady oh you know is that the lady's um ashes and she was like yeah we'll we'll come and collect those well, then I felt really bad because I was like, I can't help clear this house and she's watching. So I went upstairs to her bedroom and I found like a really nice scarf and I went back downstairs to the table and I wrapped her in a in a scarf and I said to her, and I was like, just don't watch, you know, you just don't need to watch her house being cleared. And I wrapped her all up and then we cleared the house and then when I left, I took her scarf off. So that was pretty <laughs> odd. <laughs> That's all right, is it? That's a really odd thing to do. Leave her there. I was like, oh, poor lady. Anyway, she had a good scarf. There we go. We treated her with respect. Suze? (laughs) Gosh, I don't know. Do you know what? Most days are quite odd in the auction house, aren't they? This is not a normal industry to work in at all. But if I'm thinking about odd things that we've sold... I mean, I think we've sold gold teeth before, haven't we? Or am I misremembering that? I always found that really odd that we could sell... They're not really teeth. Gold teeth. Um, And empty boxes. We've actually sold empty boxes before because people need boxes. I couldn't understand when we actually auctioned empty collectibles boxes. So that was odd. But, I mean, just general day-to-day life in the auction house is always odd. That's why we love it. Um, That's quite funny you should say that, Suze. And I don't know when this podcast goes out, but we have some... 
uh, logs in the auction as a lot and they're like hollowed out so you could put tea lights in them and um, so they'd look quite woodlandy kind of effect but within the lot is some logs and I did say to Harry the other day let's see who buys some logs from us <laughs> so that'd be quite good I'd be I'm impressed Harry if you get to sell those because you could literally go into the park and get some logs I'm going to let Simon do that lot. I think that's going to be how that works out. Um, another question from the internet, uh, from Instagram. Uh, one of our listeners said, when you see a diamond in one of your auctions, I think we can expand that to jewellery. Uh, are you always thinking how it would look on yourselves? Uh, yes. <laughs> well we all love diamonds don't we so yes of course we see some fabulous jewelry that is absolutely one of the perks of our job um and of course we have to photograph it all so it would be rude not to try it on when we photograph it um so yes there, we've had some stunning stunning jewelry in it, and we have certainly enjoyed looking and maybe considering an upgrade i mean do you think it's wrong to potentially consider an upgrade at some point i don't know are we just talking about the ring at this point? Yes, of course. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, but to, with with the uh, four-carat diamond ring, obviously comes the new husband, I'm assuming. Um, no, of course not. Of course not. Although we have had some lovely Art Deco marquee-cut diamond rings, haven't we? Which oh. is, that's what I've got my eye on, dare I say it. <laughs> had I not told you that, Simon? I didn't know this podcast was going to be quite as expensive. I assumed I was just breaking out for a divorce, but apparently we're upgrading jewellery as well. So it's, it's got worse, quite frankly. What, I, what I'm liking about this so far is that Susie's chosen the new ring you're buying her and divorcing you all in the same conversation. Yeah, yeah it's gone really well, this. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, what else do we have, uh, Simon? Oh, right. Oh, God. Uh, things that they both say on the rostrum that drive you mad. Well, this should take a while. Can we have a cup of tea 10,000 times? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. What do they say on the rostrum? They're, they're always shouting at us when we're late for a telephone bid, yeah. aren't they? 100%. That's always annoying. When we've timed it to perfection and they shout just at the point where you're coming up the stairs ready to do the... Uh, the telephone yeah. bed. So I'm guessing Ooh. so me ringing at Lime Bay from upstairs to downstairs. Yes. I bet that Harry, goes well. Harry does do that. Where's, he literally rings the office. I bet. <laughs> now, Harry will ring us from the rostrum in the office, largely for tea or jelly babies. <laughs> but it's shameful <laughs> behaviour. <laughs> I'd, like, I'd like to say, Simon, you're not leaping in to defend me. We make a joint decision for me to ring. I don't just act rogue. <laughs> I think I think Susie, you particularly like it when whenever you have to come up to the auction, up to the rostrum, and we announce you as you come up oh. the stairs in front of oh, 150 yeah. people, yeah. and just shout, "Everybody, stand by!" Management on deck, because then everybody goes quiet, turns around, and looks at you, and you have to walk to the rostrum, which is quite a big auction room, quite a long walk, and I know how much you enjoy that. 
Yes. For anyone who hasn't been to our auction, it is a very large auction house. And yeah, Harry, you will literally stop the proceedings yeah, yeah, when yeah. I come upstairs yeah, yeah, and wait yeah. for me to walk the full length of the auction house. We've That's had a, we've fun. had a few like I suppose juniors, maybe you could call it, and that work here and and I'll say to them, Oh, can you take this up to the into the room or up to the rostrum? And they'll say, Well no, because they'll pick on me when they go out. Like, it's 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 good grounding. Go on, off you go, off you go. They are going to pick on you, 100%, but they mean it with love, don't you? Yes, <laughs> yes of course. Don't uh, we, Harry? Yeah, absolutely, Simon. Our unique style. Oh, well, I mean, it's. I mean, to be fair, what we are trying to do is break up the moment, aren't we? You know, as you stalk towards us. And also, it's a defensive mechanism because we're terrified that we're both in trouble or one of us is in trouble. And that's why you're coming towards us. Usually it's something completely innocuous, as you say. You're either delivering jelly babies or putting, giving us some extra bids. Um, so also... Oh, I haven't but, finished. Oh. I haven't finished. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. There's more. Go yeah, on, Simon and I both sat up straight at that moment. Go on. Um, correcting the catalogue. It drives me insane. Like, if we've made a mistake and then... Okay, we're going to correct it, but then you proceed to to point out all all the mistakes going forward, like announcing them. Like, can't you just keep that shush for a minute? Like, we realise we've made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> do they do that to you, Susie? Dare I say, Ebbs? No, they don't. You're so. Oh good. gosh, I shouldn't have said I, that. But it, well, it's, your catalogue's probably better than ours. No, and not at all. But surely it's too late by then. 100%. Why does he say it? I don't know. <laughs> but, but but we'll know about it as the next lot comes and the next lot comes. No. There's, there, there's normally a few that, and then he'll be like, who spell checked the catalogue? Well, maybe today will be the start and then we will have corrected that behaviour now, Ems, hopefully. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm done now. It. <laughs> it's highly unlikely, to be honest. Yeah, highly unlikely. Um, so, uh, next question is uh, things they say on the podcast. I mean, Emma. I mean, we're probably aiming this directly at uh, Susie <laughs> Please, because yeah, you're such a prolific listener. Um, things you say we say on the podcast that you feel you've had to correct. Oh, I know oh. where this is going. Oh yes, okay. I think it's the reference to the girls in the office. What do you think, Ems? Yeah. I can't bear being referred to as the girl in the office. <laughs> Would you agree? Well, I, yeah, in what context? It, or it doesn't matter, I suppose. Just, just, I'm not the girl. Well, there's something about the term. I don't know what it is. But when mm -hmm. they're referring, when they're regaling us with a story of something that's happened at the auction house during the week, um, and then they refer to what happened when it got to the girls in the office, we're not all girls for a start, but there's something right. about needing girls in the office I seem to take offence to. And I oh. know it winds, I know it winds Harry and Simon up. I'm sorry. No, 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 I no, um, no, I, I, um, I took, I took one for the, uh, the Harry Simon team only the other week uh, when you and Joanna took me to task over referring to the girls in the office. Um, and I got Harry, you will be pleased to know, a right shooing basically. And then when I tried to defend myself, which was a mistake, clearly, why on earth was I, what was I thinking? But I did stupidly um, 
suggest, well, what should I refer to you? I got bellowed at and told, it's the team, the team in the office, yes, not yes. the girls, it's the team. So from now on, well, I just think we should run and hide. I, th- I think I think about two thirds of the way through recording so far, I think that Simon did report back that we were going to get um, beaten round the head if we didn't stop using. We have tried. It is less less now, isn't it, Simon? Do we still do it? And we just don't notice we're doing it. I think I think we probably do. Yes. Oh, um, what I'm what I'm really happy to hear is that Joanna is listening to the podcast. I seriously doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, she. Well, she I'm listened- take it. All I'm taking with that is enough. we've got another listener. <laughs> <laughs> and the good good news is the girls in the office love the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah, that is silly. Oh, I, I, need, I should have listened to this. That is a silly thing to say, isn't it? Um, Ems, you've just caught on now. You need to listen to yeah. those podcasts and hear this. Yeah. It's appalling. Yeah. yeah, why don't yeah. in your spare time, Emma, listen to the podcast so you too can be angry at your husband when you get home and start <laughs> shouting at him and then bring in all, all your colleagues and staff in the office to gang up on Harry and shout at him. I would really like you to do that because I've had my beating and it's about time Harry had his. So listen Listen to a few podcasts. Make yourself cross. I've got it. Okay. Oh, my life. I'm right. It. I'm on it. Another question. <laughs> Quickly. <laughs> Please, uh, what, what is your favourite and most valuable find that you yourselves have dug up rather than has been foisted upon us, or you by, you know, us? We, we found those Chinese table screens were good, weren't they? But, Susie, the team found found those and uh they brought them in and then they said oh these there's some chinese they were like tiles they look like tiles and then when i opened the box i was like these look like these they should be screens and then as we were unpacking we found more and more and then i did some homework on them and um they were chinese table screens that would separate the table and they sold really well but i can't remember i should have looked i can't remember what they sold for do you remember harry uh, it's over ten thousand pounds, I believe. It was it? over ten thousand, but they were really good. Mm. Um, I yeah, remember the members; they were amazing. They were yeah, fabulous. they were really, really, yeah. But that's the only, the thing I can think of when when you handle so many items, it's really hard, isn't it, to think yeah. of something? You know, it, I think as well. Like each month, we we like something. We all like something in the auction house. We'll all say, "Oh, that's a really good lot," or "That's really lovely." And and sometimes it does really well, and then sometimes it doesn't even sell. And you're like, "Oh my god, we all loved that," you know. But it's just such. But that's probably why it makes the industry so exciting, doesn't it? Because you can't really predict sometimes um, what's going to do really, really well and what doesn't. And what what I find really exciting is that all of the guys in the team here all get the opportunity to find that really exciting item yeah. on a clearance. Why are you laughing, Harry? It's all about the team, Harry. It's all about the team. Oh, it's all about the team. <laughs> since, Sorry, I missed that. the word team has now come up, yes. it's, it's all anybody's using. <laughs> Apart from Simon and I, who are sitting here really quietly, and I've already been told off just because I'm chuckling. I was laughing. <laughs> I'm in trouble. It's all about the team. It's all about the team. But every team member gets the chance to find that one thing. And I can think of lots of the guys here that have found that sovereign in the bottom of a box on a clearance and have got hugely excited. I don't think I've done an awful lot of that myself, to be honest. But um, it's it's also exciting finding those things 
in the local area that you think I would never have normally found you know couldn't have imagined finding that here and we, mm. we've had some incredibly value, valuable items literally from just down the road that they possibly didn't even realize were as valuable as they were I mean I'm thinking Simon you remember this the Camille Corot painting I know mm. we refer to this a lot but this is one of the great French impressionist painters and this painting was literally a mile down the road in Seaton and I never remember how much it sold for. Simon, can you help me out? Uh, I think it was in the region of fifty-eight thousand. Fifty-eight thousand pounds. Um, and and it was and and as you quite rightly say, the lady in question, who lived just down the road in the little sleepy seaside town of Seaton, turned out to be a Greek shipping heiress. She was <laughs> one of the richest people probably we've ever met in our, in our lives. And, uh, yeah, we used to drive her around, didn't we? Because she used to catch the bus up to the auction she house. she knew the value of it or didn't know? She, mm, she, she wanted, yeah, yeah, she knew. Yeah, absolutely. Well, ish. Um, ish. She wanted, I think her reserve on it was something like £30,000. And she said, you know, I want to support local businesses. And she'd get, she, she'd get the bus up. She'd bring us the painting. We'd say, oh. You can't walk back. It's pouring down with rain. One of us would jump in a car and drive her back to a, you know, rather lovely house, but nothing ostentatious or particularly grand. But she was, you know, the daughter of a Greek shipping company that built just multi-million pound uh, container ships that that travelled the world. And yeah, we. It was amazing, wasn't it? So you don't know what you're going to find on your doorstep. But Susie, you're also hiding your light a little bit. You are very good at digging through particularly ceramics and things and putting together lots that people would not imagine are going to do anything at all and then surprising the customers when when they make really good money at auction. So it's all that sort of stuff as well, isn't it? You know, turning a few boxes of what the customer may think is rubbish or boot fare and making some good money for them, which, you know, I know both of you are very good at. It's just a, it's just a great team. <laughs> it's a great team. <laughs> but doing the research, doing the searching is the fun bit. And when you do find that valuable piece in amongst everything else, it's a, it's a brilliant moment. We love it. I'm going to lower the uh, tone. You don't have to answer this question, but if we don't read it out, Simon's landlady is going to be really cross. So when Simon comes to Windsor to work and do auctions and stuff, he stays at a lovely uh, B&B, don't you? I do, a um, lovely B&B. Caroline uh, runs that. Um, and her question was, Susie, uh -oh. what? listen to this. <laughs> oh, dear. Susie, what? directly straight at you. Uh, Susie, what secrets has Simon revealed about Harry behind his back? And Emma, what has Harry said about Simon? Quite I don't understand the question. <laughs> <laughs> That's the right answer, Susie. Yes. There we go, Susie. Excellent news. That's great. We can skip over that one. Thank the Lord. <laughs> so, oh, I, sorry. Secrets, secrets that um, Harry, no, that Simon has revealed about Harry, and vice versa. I'm thinking. I'm thinking that the question is: Do Simon and I have a conversation? We chit chat and say something that is just the two of us ch chatting as two old friends do, and then Simon goes home and says, "Oh, do you know what Harry said this today on the phone?" Not that that's an issue, and then you go, "Oh, that oh. must be a secret." 
Um, there's absolutely no need to answer that, but um, he he probably wouldn't be allowed to stay if we didn't name check her on the uh, pod. <laughs> I will be so, having uh, a word with her though. What a little stirrer, <laughs> oh, Caroline is. What a little stirrer, honestly. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, how how is she supposed to get you know uh, bookings if if, I, if if we've just destroyed this entire partnership in fifteen years? I was trying to think of something that makes my life look really exciting, but I can't think of anything. <laughs> <laughs> is it when I told Susie? Is it when I secretly told you that um, and, and told you not to share that um, Harry's secret hobby is as a pole vaulter? <laughs> that was it yes i remember now yes Shh, don't tell anyone can you imagine how strong the pole would have to be <laughs> is it basically a telegraph pole yeah it'd be a telegraph pole and the thing that was jumping over could only be about four inches <laughs> off the ground i struggle with stairs let alone jumping um right uh possibly the last question uh as we're hurtling on in time wise thank goodness um but uh, there is a there is a supplementary question after this now, this was asked, but it's. I think it must be around the auction house. Um, habits that drive you crazy. Perhaps we could try and keep that work-related <laughs> and not part of being uh, a married couple. But, you know, it's your pod. You do whatever, say whatever you like. Oh, throwing telephones? Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? Uh, um, <laughs> right. Uh, I can put my hand up and say, I'm not sure that was directed at me. <laughs> I, I, Susie, I don't know what you mean. What do you mean? Excuse me? What? I, I think any bad habits would probably relate to anger management issues. Um, oh, yes. And, yeah, which I think is a common thing amongst auctioneers, maybe, because obviously it's a highly pressurised job. So, yeah, when, when uh, temper is afraid slightly, things can go flying across the office. We have to pre-warn new members of staff about flying telephones and things. That's possibly one of the bad habits. Well, I feel firmly under a bus. I don't know about anybody else. Hang on a second. It was the relish with which Emma went, oh, yes, anger oh. manager, I've got some stuff on that. <laughs> Hold on. Wait a minute. I'll just get this long list. <laughs> you know, I'm with Susie. Anger management. I... Okay. Well, come I'm, on, let's... I'm desperately trying not to throw Simon under the bus here, but I haven't thrown a phone, have I? Have I? What was what was the um what was the listener's question though? Uh, the listener's actual question is habits that drive you crazy. Yeah. I have amended that to try and keep it work related because <laughs> otherwise it could get really messy. But you know, as I said, it's your pod. Feel free to say whatever you like. Where your office is for us, where your office is, is now at the back of the warehouse. So you have to walk through the warehouse to get to your office. And obviously, it's a working warehouse with stuff coming in and out all the time. And you will continually say, I can't get to my office. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. It, there's bits coming in and out. Imagine if you were having to dodge the flying telephones as well. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine about the gauntlet run? I mean, I did turn up today and they barricaded my office off so that I could, so that to stop people, because we're on view, to stop other people coming to it. But it did leave me with a slight issue, is the fact that, you know, I didn't know what to do. Okay, well, duly noted. Um, I um, I will, uh, uh, there's no chance of me changing that, is there, Simon? Let's face it. 
not really. Um, and apparently we're saving up for some kind of anger management course for me. Oh, well, no, I think we were both being sent on that, love. I don't think oh, okay. that's unique to you. <laughs> okay, so it's a, it's a residential now, is it, for two? <laughs> so what, what, about, what about our bad habits then? Harry and Simon. There aren't any. There are none at all. In every possible respect. Um, The fact of the matter is, um, here's the interesting thing, is if Harry and I got run over by an actual bus, were thrown under an actual bus, as opposed to what you two have done in the last half an hour. So if we were actually under a real bus, you two could carry on with both businesses together without us, without any problems whatsoever. You'd hire um, a Isabel Murto to jump on the rostrum or, quite frankly, do it yourselves, and you'd be absolutely fine. The reality is, without you two running the businesses, the operational sides of the business, so that we can flounce about the place, finding pretty things, uh, looking for treasure, and then sitting on the rostrum pretending we're the big I am, without you two running the operations, we'd be knackered. So if you think for one second that either of us are going to say what it is about you two that maybe annoy us, you've got another thing coming. It's not happening. Very well said. I I have a few. I don't. I really don't. I really don't. I really don't. I was just going to get my other list out. Um, Right, ladies, girls, team. (laughs) The last question. Uh, Producer David has said, have you got any other grievances that haven't been covered today that you just want to mention in a nice way to get your point across so that the listeners know what it's like to deal with uh, a Harry and a Simon? Is this a tribunal or a podcast? I'm not sure. <laughs> it's more like a lynch mob than a podcast. I may, if I'm honest, I think we've come out very well from this. I and mean, when we don't say the right thing, we've got anger management issues. Yes. Mm. Yeah. I mean, mm. if those two things were doing, that's not bad. I thought it was going to be a lot worse. I think they've been very, very, re- I think they've been very restrained so far. Very gentle. Yeah. <laughs> very gentle. Oh, well, we all know. Come on, I think you'd agree with me, Ems. We all know that um, being married to auctioneers can be challenging, but we need them to have the big personalities, Correct. a little bit Correct. of an ego, or else they wouldn't it be. It doesn't work. The- it doesn't work. They wouldn't be the great auctioneers that they are. Um, so you take the rough with this move. Yeah, 100% sees you. Uh, you're, you're spot on there. I think um, it's a team. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the mocking laughter in the background, Harry. If you, seriously, I don't know about you, but my ego's not got any better from this conversation at all. Uh, if you could just hear the mocking laughter in the background. Up until that moment, I was going to say to producer Big D, could you clip that bit up? That sounded really good. But when the mocking laughter kicked in, I went, oh, I've misread that entirely. I've got that all wrong. (laughs) And at least they have the outlet of the podcast to really, um, what's the word, express their auctioneering spirit. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no. Um, I think generally, like I think Susie said it really, but I think generally on the whole... um, working together it's it's good isn't it It, it's and we're doing well I think (laughs) as auction houses go and I think 
people can see and I think the podcast was such a great idea wasn't it because there's so many dealers out there and, and general public really that come in and say oh I didn't realize this or I didn't know that and you know the podcast is so good and I think you know you guys you should be really proud of yourselves because it's just shown another side of the auction house that people um, don't get to see and listen to like, interesting people talk and it's just it's just different, isn't it? It's a slightly different podcast that other auction houses do, and I think you've you've done really well with it. Agreed. Ta-da. Well done. <laughs> Thank you, he says. Thank you. Slightly scared. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit terrified. Susie, Emma, thank you so much for, uh, and I know how busy everybody is. We genuinely know how busy we all are. But thank you so much for uh, sparing the time. And uh, we are, I think we've come out reasonably unscathed, Simon, if I'm brutally honest. <laughs> I think we're doing well, all right. I think, I think, I think um, it probably is important to be serious for a tiny second and say the auction houses would be nothing without an Emma and a Susie. There are two auction houses and we both know who we all report to. And we said it many times on many podcasts before. You wouldn't know that, Emma, because you've only listened to three. Um, (laughs) However, we do say on many of the 70 plus podcasts that we all know who the boss is and we're talking to them right now. So uh, well done for creating two such dynamic and amazing auction houses. They've been nothing without the pair of you. Oh, cool. Thank you. It's very sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Not that happy, though. <laughs> we're, all go- we're going. Let's leave on a high. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.